At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is something I try to figure out since my first visit to Forest Cove. Where is the government? Why have people in power allowed the complex to get to this point? This is the last year at Forest Cove, an entire year following tenants in the federally funded complex with some of the worst conditions in Atlanta. I'm Stephanie Stokes, WAB's housing reporter. Early on in my reporting, I know the city of Atlanta is aware of the tenants' conditions. Forest Cove has received more than 500 housing code complaints over the last five years. That's more than any other complex in the city. Then I request emails from code enforcement, and I learn sometimes it has sent monthly special details to Forest Cove. Teams of officers documented the broken windows, damaged siding, and trash. And this is as plenty of residents have called in their own complaints. In one email from a couple years ago, a code enforcement officer said she handled concerns about Forest Cove almost every day. She said one tenant found a rat in her newborn baby's crib. But in these years leading up to the fire and shooting, the city doesn't really do much against Global Ministries Foundation or Millennia. Both code enforcement and city prosecutors declined several requests to speak to why. So I ask a city council member who's looked into the issue, Matt Westmoreland. It's, it seems to me that the city flip-flops in its approach to Forest Cove, based on especially code enforcement, seems to build these huge uh, cases, they send these details out to the apartment complex and gather hundreds of violations, and then no major action is ever taken. Can you explain why why it looks that way? Yeah. So my my understanding um, there's this really unfortunate tension between seeing the violations and the unacceptable conditions that folks live in, with um, the truth that if you shut it all down immediately, you are displacing hundreds of people. He says that's the only powerful tool the city has to condemn the place, which wouldn't fix the low-income apartments. It would just take them away. Um, and so it's a, it's a really, 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 really rough situation. And, and yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll profess to be extraordinarily frustrated um, at all parties involved um, at how long this has taken um, because it's been extremely detrimental to the folks who call it home. He expected the renovation to be done a while ago. In emails, I see other officials expected that too. Several times over the last few years, code enforcement and the former mayor's staff decided to hold off on citing millennia. At one point, city prosecutors even filed a condemnation lawsuit and then let it go. They believed, based on millennia's word, that the sale and renovation were about to take place. The problem with that has since become clear. The sale kept getting pushed back, 
Along with it, the renovation and residents have been stuck. Just in general, I think this, the residents feel like the city hasn't done anything for them. Um, do you think that's fair? I think in hindsight, given how long this has been happening and how awful the conditions are, like did the city literally do every single thing it could as quickly and as forcefully as is possible? Probably not. But as the renovation delays lasted years, there's another government agency that sat by, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. HUD is the one paying the rent, and it certainly knows about the conditions at Forest Cove. It has a contract with the owner. As part of that contract, the agency is supposed to inspect the complex to make sure it's decent, safe, and sanitary. HUD hasn't done an inspection there since 2018, but when it did, the apartments failed. Records show HUD then notified the owner, which was Global Ministries Foundation, that it was in violation of its contract. And after that, HUD left tenants where they were. I request an interview with HUD three times. The agency never agrees to talk. HUD also doesn't answer a list of written questions. Among them, how could HUD, you know, allow tenants to continue living there all this time? Um, so I think that's a great question, um, and really only HUD is in the position to answer it. This is Bridget Simmons with the National Housing Law Project. She does say HUD tries to work with the apartment owners to improve conditions, rather than take forceful action. Because forceful action can mean canceling the owner's contract, and that has consequences. That may mean that the community itself is losing the only deeply affordable housing property in its area. That's the reality of this particular HUD program, which is left over from the 1970s. HUD only renews the rental assistance contracts it has. It doesn't create new ones. But if this is HUD's approach at Forest Cove, it just reminds me of what I heard from the city. Like, the choice is either let the conditions continue or get rid of the complex altogether. Where do you think this leaves the tenants in these properties? What kind of power do they have over their situation? I don't think they have very much power. I share this with Laura Bashara, a civil rights attorney based in Dallas. She and her law partner, Mike Daniel, have spent years challenging conditions in apartments like Forest Cove in Texas. They know the names of the major property owners. Yeah, are you familiar with... Um, Global Ministries Foundation. Have you heard of them? <laughs> yeah, so this... this the two pin the delays tenants have endured at these problematic properties squarely on HUD. Bashara says HUD has options it doesn't use. Like several years ago, Congress changed the law so when a property is unsafe, HUD can let tenants move out and take their rental assistance to a new place, similar to Section 8 vouchers. She says HUD can do this without canceling the contract. At that point, they could say, okay, owner, fix the place up. Then more tenants can move in and everything will be okay. Instead, they're requiring the tenants to continue to live there. And it, this, is, this is 100% HUD's fault. She and Daniel are suing HUD in Texas to change its policy. So far, the agency has tried to dismiss their lawsuit, saying, yes, it can move tenants, but it doesn't have to. Bashara says as long as HUD leaves tenants in these properties, the owners keep receiving their rent payments. Even at Forest Cove, a complex that's half empty, HUD has paid nearly $3 million a year. And I think something that should be highlighted, which is the millions and millions spent by the federal government for substandard housing, when 
the government has the ability to both change that as well as to let the tenants leave and live in better conditions. She says this allows owners to make repairs on their own timelines. And as an example, Bashara points to Millennia, Forest Cove's new owner. Her lawsuit against HUD centers around a complex near Houston that Millennia once owned. It sold the place after several years of tenants complaining of sewage issues, water leaks, and mold. And she says there are plenty of other news reports of tenants waiting in horrible conditions. In Birmingham, tenants are suing the company over bedbugs. Outside Baltimore, residents say they have roaches and their ceilings are collapsing. And in a Kansas City high-rise, tenants protested for a year over mold and unstable floors. When the new HUD secretary, Marsha Fudge, was in Kansas City, they pressured her to look into the complaints. I was just telling her how Millennia's been treating us over there. She said she'd do an investigation. I see all these stories on my own. They aren't hard to find. They make me wonder about the tenants in Millennia properties who are done waiting. The company pointed to several apartments that were like Forest Cove. Global Ministries Foundation owned the complexes. Then Millennia bought them and completed the renovations. What are these places like now? I think what we've seen is that the units that were renovated, that there were improvements made. I reach Mary DeVries, a legal aid attorney in Jacksonville, where several of these complexes are. There were some cosmetic changes. Nevertheless, we continue to receive similar reports. Similar reports as before the renovations. Mold, sewage, broken appliances. Roach infestation, leaking ceiling and bathroom. She says this is what tenants at two properties, Valencia Way and Callaway Cove, have relayed to her and her staff. I think the troubling part is that when the tenants do make the reports, or even when we make the reports on their behalf, the repairs aren't quickly made. They're, in many cases, ignored. The management, she says, is still not responsive. I take all this to millennia, and then something happens at Forest Cove that I don't expect. I'm Stephanie Stokes, a reporter with WABE, and this is our series, The Last Year at Forest Cove.